Hello and welcome America to the Simple Answers Podcast. My name is Mike Turek and today is Monday, February 11th, 2019 and it is episode 23. Good old lucky 23. I like that number. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a senator that issued a warning to another senator during the State of the Union. Stay tuned for that. As well as the good old AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her democratic socialism offers a brand new socialist wet dream. So definitely stay tuned for that. So welcome, America. Um, I'm glad that you're joining us back on the uh, Simple Answers podcast. I do apologize for missing last week. It was uh, my son's fifth birthday. And, uh, well, his birthday is actually in December, but we decided to, uh, take him on a little trip. So I was not able to, uh, do a little recording. We eventually went to a local water park, which was super, a lot of fun, but, um, it was actually pretty interesting to get away from the world and just be with uh, family and your kids having a blast. And, uh, I, I hope that everybody does that, you know, here and there, just get away from the world. It was absolutely brilliant. I loved it, but, um, more importantly, now we got the State of the Union and we got uh, the Green New Deal from uh, Cortez and the, you know, the Democratic Socialists. Um, but we're going to be going all over that today. So I, uh, I hope that you stay tuned. Uh, if you are in a position to help out the podcast, uh, do so by going over to uh, anchor.fm slash Simple Answers Podcast, hitting that support this podcast tab, and you can donate anywhere from $1 to $10 per month to help us out with our expenses and getting us uh, a, you know some better equipment and maybe a new space. Um, also, just by listening to the podcast helps us grow and uh, share it if you can. You could also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1787medianetwork, on Twitter at 1787medianet. And uh, like I said, we are on about eight or nine different platforms, including YouTube, uh, YouTube slash 1787medianetwork. We'll find us there. And uh, you can spread our message just like we're trying to spread it. I actually did get shut down by Facebook. I am no longer allowed to share uh, stuff to the Facebook account, which is actually kind of interesting. I finally pissed them off enough that uh, they said, hey, you are no longer allowed to share that because we think you're a robot or a Russian spy. I don't know. I'm probably the Russians. They blame everything on the poor Russians. So uh, let's I, I want to if you guys are watching the YouTube, you can actually watch it. Um, there is no audio to it, so I'm going to have to explain it anyway. But what it is is uh, this Senator from uh, Arizona, I believe, uh, Kristen uh, Simone, Sim, Simone, S-I-M-O-N-E, um, stood up. She's she's actually a moderate Democrat. And when I say that, I actually say that very lovingly because she is. Um, she's a moderate Democrat, and um, she was standing up during the State of the Union applauding Trump and some of the things that he had to say. So good for her. You know, she doesn't put party politics and, you know, in the forefront of things. She puts America. Maybe she has some left-leaning tendencies, but maybe she's got some right-leaning tendencies. Good for her. I'm not in her district. I don't know. But she did not wear white, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, and she stood up and clapped for uh, some accomplishments that Trump named and it was really it was interesting to see because the next thing that happens is the senator right next to her who is wearing white stands up and as she's standing up mouths to her watch your a double snakes and you can you could see it clear as day in the video like I said you you could watch it on YouTube you could watch it on Facebook um and it is clear as day, clear as day, watch your behind. Now, I don't know. There could be two ways to this. It could be, hey, Hillary Clinton's going to send her hit squad out and you're going to be found in a dumpster in three days. Or it could be just that she, the, 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 the senator that told her to watch her behind might have just been telling her, hey, there's people behind you that you might not want to piss off because you might be found at a dumpster in three days. So just watch your back. 
friendly warning. Um, but you know what? Good for her. I, I believe that that should be politics. You should be going there with no party affiliation. I, I believe you should just get rid of the parties. Uh, there is no need for parties anymore. Uh, everyone just run on their merit. They run on their ideas. And we, the people, pick you because we like your ideas and who you are, not because you have a D or an L or an I or an R or a whatever behind your name. Um, because this is what happens. The the fear of the two-party system, Washington wrote heavily about, do not let there be a two-party system because there will be you know stalemates and gridlock and nothing will get done because one person will blame the other, the other will blame the other, and they just sit there and go, well, we don't like you, so suck it up. We're not going to help you. We're not going to care about the American people. We just want to see you go down in flames. And that's pretty much what we're seeing in today's you know, political realm in America. And I feel like that's that's kind of sad. It's really sad, actually. So um, that was that. I, I think that was a uh, interesting uh, little construct that happened uh, during the... Uh, there were a lot of them. I thought the State of the Union just in general was really good. Um, I mean, Trump can't talk. Uh, as best as a lot of people would have liked him to. But uh, it was actually, you always know that he did really good because CNN and all of the, uh, you know, talking head type media actually put out their own, like, you know, uh, just after polls saying 76% approve of the State of the Union. And then all of the talking heads are actually sitting there going, well, you know, let's just hold off because uh, we don't really know if we trust that poll. But you put it out. Oh, well, you know, the, the margin of error could be like 55 points and they were discrediting their own polling data. That's when you know that people actually liked it is when CNN is describing their own polling data. I thought that was hilarious. I think that it just shows how much of uh, fake media they actually are. They are literally propagandists. Even Fox. I mean, I, I, can't, I don't even listen to any of them. Like, you know, the, the only big media head that I ever listen to now is Rush. And that's just because I love Rush so much. Um, he's almost like a, a ghost mentor. Um, without knowing that he's a ghost mentor solely because, you know, I listen to his show. I, I pick up pointers on how to talk and how to this and how to that and just run a good news program. And I hope that it shows that I'm a little hoping to get better at this as I, as I keep going. So, uh, I do still watch Russ, but oh my God, like all the other ones, goodness. I just want to bang my head against the wall. Beck went off the deep end. Like he's a nutbag. Hannity literally, I swear, his program is nothing but recordings. I don't believe that Hannity actually does a live show every day at 3 o'clock around, uh, around here. He comes on at 3. I don't think he actually does a live show. I literally think he just records talking points and then just pushes buttons. Like, you know, his people just push buttons and make a show out of it because... He, he doesn't say anything new ever, and all it is is Fox News talking points. And, and, you know, it's all about scare tactics. Everything is about scare tactics. There's no, there's no thought. It's, oh, my God, it's so scary. You should be so scared, so you should come to us because we're not so scary. But you're telling me to be scared, so you're just as scary as the rest of them. But so, I, I, guys, today is a great day. For fossil fuels, trees, green energy, and all the other crap that goes along with uh, with this socialist wet dream. Now, I, I really want to tell you guys, you should... I'm going to give you the outline and just kind of give you an overview of this Green New Deal uh, coming up. But I, I want you to please go and do your own research and actually go and read this thing. Because it is hilarious and, and and equally scary as well and i'm not pushing fear but let's put it this way this is all you should you should have to realize about what type of thing this really is it is being fully backed and supported by the green party of the u.s okay now if anybody doesn't understand what the green party is the green party are literally socialist communists 
They are nothing else. They're not liberals. They're not anything. They are communists. So if you should just literally rename them to the Communist Party of the United States because that's what they are. So if you're having the Communist Party, the Green Party, sit there and go, yep, uh, we're on board with this. We slapped it on our website. We help you write it. It's cool. Hey, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, go out there and be the spokesperson of it. And then you pick up people like Kamala Harris and Cory Booker and Bernie Sanders and all these other dingbats to sit there and be like, yeah, we fully support this thing. You know that it's socialist trouble. You know that this is only, this is exactly what FDR did. And they're calling it the New Deal, I think, because they're unoriginal and they have no thought process. But I also think it's kind of an interesting thing. FDR put the New Deal together to turn the country in a socialist direction. Social programs, social security, um, and eventually uh, LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, took over for the new deal and made his new new deal, which created, uh, Medicare and all of those other social programs, the war on, you know, poverty type programs, which just ballooned our government even more. So now AOC and the rest of the Democrats want to make a new green deal. And, uh, after the break, we're going to dive into exactly what this thing says. So stick around. What is this new deal? Um, I, I, I apologize. I'm going to be reading off my phone. My, my laptop was kind of giving me a little trouble. So um, just bear with me here. But uh, the, the full language of the Green New Deal, and I'm going to be paraphrasing certain it's in bits of this, but um, it, it's, it's really interesting, this, this first paragraph. So I'll, I will read it verbatim. The Green New Deal will convert a decaying fossil fuel economy into a new green economy that is environmentally sustainable, economically secure, and socially just. Red flag there. Uh, the Green New Deal starts with transitioning to 100% green, new, new, uh, green renewable energy. Parentheses, no nukes or natural gas. End of parentheses, by 2030. It would immediately halt any investment in fossil fuels, including natural, natural gas, and related to infrastructure. The new Green Deal will guarantee full employment and generate up to 20 million new living wage jobs, as well as make the government the employer of the last resort with, with a much-needed major public jobs program. So that's just the outline. We're going to get into the details and the, and the thin and skinny of this, but think about that. All right. So they want 100% and this is in 11 years, right? It's 2019. They're saying this is done by 2030, 2030. That's 11 years. Okay. We made it to the moon in nine. Okay. So I, I, I understand people are very reserved about talking about this because they're like, oh, you know, Turk, it's it's so absolutely asininely ridiculous. It'll never pass. It'll be fine. It, it, it won't pass. But we all say that about everything. We thought Trump wasn't going to, you know, do anything to the Second Amendment. Then he put a bump stock ban. You know, we we see these things happen all over the place all the time we're like yeah that will never pass obamacare oh it'll never pass and then it got jammed down our throats common core oh it'll never get passed leave it to the teachers and then it got passed so again not to scare anybody but just be in the realization that these things do pass eventually and maybe it's not that they pass now but maybe in five years when there's you know a Democrat president and a Democrat Congress, boom, this passes immediately Psh, done. Right. So these things, we, we kind of have to look down the road. It's not, it's not immediately fear, but it's like, Hey, this could pass. So let's get an idea of where these people really stand. Right. That's the big thing is we're now learning 
where these people actually stand on certain key issues. They're showing their colors. Nobody on the, nobody on the left is hiding the fact that they are batshit crazy far left. There is no moderate Democrat in Congress right now um, other than, I think, Simone. And again, she might be found in a dumpster by the end of the month, you know, because she stood up and supported the progress of America in the right direction. Good for her. I, I, I wish her the best. So let's, let's, let's think about this. Okay. So they're going on to say our nation, our world face a perfect storm of economic and environmental crises that threaten not only the global economy, but life on earth as we know it. That sounds pretty fearful, right? That's like Armageddon type stuff. Like, you know, we're going to have to call Bruce Willis because there's a ginormous asteroid coming and he's going to have to rip it apart with a nuclear warhead. That's where these people are leading us, right? They've been saying for the last 30 years that the world is going to end, right? Uh, Freaking Al Gore sat there and made millions on a movie scaring everybody that the polar bears were dying and there's no ice sheets left and, you know, pay me because we need renewable, you know, renewable energy and we need green products and we need, you know, biodegradable this and biodegradable that and you can't use aerosol cans anymore and you can't do this because the world is going to end by 2010. And then we waited and we sat there and we changed because we all wanted to protect ourselves, right? We were fearful. And then 2010 came around and nothing. Bupkis. Cow farts are still going. The ozone is better. And we all haven't roasted to pieces. So Ocasio-Cortez literally just said the other day that the world is going to end in 12 years. Did she pull that out of her skinny little tuchus? Just pull it out, read it. Like, hey, yep, guys, my butt says that uh world's going to end in 12 years if we don't pass this whole socialist agenda. Because that's all it is. It's, it's, it's creating fear. It's, it's fear-mongering to a point where we're so scared that we're like, yeah, do it. People... Do you really believe in climate science enough that you can believe your weatherman tomorrow? Let, really, think about these things, right? We say that weathermen are the, like, bane of the earth, right? Oh, the weathermen are never right, right? They sit there and they go, yeah, there's going to be this five-foot, you know, snowstorm, like, a week from now, and you're going to get dumped on, and everybody goes in panics. They all run to Walmart, get their, you know, eggs and this and that, and the next thing you know, you get a, a dusting. And they're like, well, sorry, I guess it's good to be overprepared, but you were wrong. Oh, well, that doesn't matter. But you were wrong. Eh, whatever. I'll get it right on the next one. That, that's literally what we say about the weatherman every day. So you're really going to tell me that a scientist, because that's all a weatherman is, so this is a climate weatherman, is going to say, oh, for the entire Earth, it's going to raise, the, the global temperature is going to raise a half a degree in the next hundred years. They can't predict the weather if it's going to be sunny or not in seven days. You're going to tell me that you believe them in 50 years? Come on, give me a break, people. We're all smarter than this. Climate change is a myth. Global warming is a is a sham. And this whole thing is just there to perpetuate fear and the socialist agenda, right? To get you off of what they don't like on what we do and have government fix it. Government can't fix a crack in the floor, let alone global change, like global climate change, especially since we're not the ones creating it. China, number one producer in carbon emissions um, in 2017. Um, We were ranked number 17. So it's not our, it's not our fault. It's China, the world's biggest polluters into the oceans. Five nations of, um, of Africa and the leader being India. Again, how is this a United States problem? 
we're not the ones creating these issues. It, Gerard and I did a fantastic episode. I, I encourage you to watch it. It was called Pollution, Pollution Solutions. And the, uh, the link of that episode will be down in all of the descriptions for all of the apps as well as the, uh, as, uh, the YouTube videos. So it, I, I really do. I implore you to watch it. It was a great thing. We discussed all of that kind of chatter on there, uh, as well as some other things like how to actually fix the issues at hand that they've been talking about. So let's keep going on this. So, um, I want to talk very specifically. So what would the, what would the green deal do? They have, I think, five or six bullet points. We're going to go through a couple of them. So the first one is invest in sustainable businesses, including cooperatives and nonprofits, by providing grants and and loans with an emphasis on small, locally-based companies that keep the wealth created by local labor circulating in the community rather than being drained off to enrich absentee investors. Let me unpack this. Okay, for a second. So you're going to tell me that if I invest in a business and that business does well, like our entire stock market. So they are literally talking about let's knock down the stock market. Like literally let's get rid of it. Throw it out the door. Hundreds of millions of people around the world would lose their retirement, including myself, if you got rid of the stock market, right? So... Why can't that be done by capitalism, right? You, we, you give us more money because you're not thieving it away from us via taxes or whatever other government theft you're talking about. You give us more money. I go out and I spend it because I have money and that's what people do. Ooh, greenback. Awesome. I'm going to go spend it on stuff that I don't need, right? I spend it local. I don't spend it local. I buy in this. I invest in that. Maybe I start my own business. That's how capitalism works. I know that socialists don't agree in capitalism, but literally you are telling me in the first line of the green deal, let's have capitalism work, but we don't want it to go to big business. We only want it to go to small business. What's the difference? A small business becomes a big business. That's how it works. That's the gain of capitalism, right? So let's keep going. Move to 100% clean energy by 2030. Now, remember, that's 11 years from now, right? They can't even make a budget over the last 11 years. But yet, we're going to completely change the way we function uh, energy-wise in this entire country. Uh, Invest in clean energy technologies that are ready to go now. So... Let, let me let me unpack that after. Let me finish this. Redirect research funds from fossil fuels and other dead-end industries toward research in wind, solar, tidal, and geothermal energies. We will invest in research uh, in sustainable, non-toxic materials and close loop cycles that eliminate waste and pollution, as well as organic agriculture, permaculture, and sustainable forestry. So let me, let me pull that, let me pull that in. So invest in clean energy technologies that are ready to go now. So let me tell you this, this past summer in July, my wife and I spent a a fair amount of money and we put solar panels on our roof because we were like, well, you know, the, if we pay off our loan, we can pretty much get our electric for next to nothing. So cool. We thought it was a good idea. So I wanted to be completely off the grid and I was talking to the sales guy and he's, he was very awesome. He was like, listen, um, you know, I am not going to sell you batteries. And I was like, why? I kind of want to be off the grid. He goes, well, battery technology isn't there yet. Uh, What do you mean? Well, 
you know, there's a lot of things going on with solar panels and the solar panels are really good, but they haven't really gone into batteries. So, you know, you're going to be overspending like $7,000 for a battery when really it's not all that good. And, you know, wait like five or seven years and, you know, they'll be good and they'll be cheap. They'll be like $1,500, $2,000 a battery. So even though we've had solar for so long, and we've had battery cars and, and this and that. The technology's still not there. Nope. Not for residentials, right? And this is what they want. They want wind and solar farms, right? Geothermal plants, this, that, the other thing. The technology isn't there. Maybe it's because we haven't been investing in it. But it's also a non-profitable industry right now, right? That's why um, when, you know... Uh, President Obama gave all that money to, you know, Solyndra, it folded. It, this, the, the energy sector is not ready for this. We, and we're going to get into why it's not ready for this solely. And, and this is the stuff that Big Brother and the government and the Democratic Socialist Communists of America don't want you to know because green energy is not so green. And we're going to talk about it. So number three is create a commission for economic democracy. I like that. Let's, let's just create more democracy in a republic because that's exactly what destroys it, right? So create a commission for economic democracy to provide publicity, training, education, and direct financing for cooperative development and for democratic reforms to make government agencies private associations and businesses, uh, business enterprises, more participatory. We will strengthen democracy via participatory budgeting and institutions that encourage local initiative and democratic decision-making. So get rid of our Republic and put in a direct democracy. Cool. That, that is literally exactly what that says. Erase the Republic of, you know, the, the United States Republic and put in a direct democracy so that eventually the, the direct democracy can fail and oligarchy can come in, take over, and establish the social communist government. That is exactly what that is, ruled by some, you know, crazy dictator like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I just really love saying her name. I hope you guys laugh every time I do that. Um, number four, establish a renewable energy administration on the scale of FDR's hugely successful rural electrification administration launched in 1935 that brought electrical power to rural America, 95% of which had no power. Uh, emulated by many other countries, this initiative provided technical support, financing, and cooperation or coordination, sorry, to more than 900 municipal cooperatives, many of which still exist. The Green New Deal would update this model with eco-friendly, such friendly people, uh, energy sources. So let's create a bureaucratic government agency to fix a problem. Like, get us off of fossil fuels and put us on green energy, right? More sustainable energy. Um, pretty sure that already exists. I, I don't think we need to duplicate another agency that has failed. So, in... Um, in 1970, we had a gas shortage. Maybe some of our listeners remember that. I know my parents do. Um, neither myself or my brother were born at that point, but my parents lived through it, and they remember gas lines and the gas shortage. And our good old president, you know, Mr. Peanut Farmer Jimmy Carter, decided in 1977 to uh, found the Department of Energy. I think you might know what that is. It is sole purpose, sole purpose, as it was... Um, founded was to find a way to get off of foreign oil. That is literally the sole purpose of the Department of Energy was to get America off of the, the, the dependence for, you know, Saudi oil or Venezuelan oil, whoever, right? And we pay them 
$32.5 billion a year to do nothing like that. We're still dependent on oil. We still we are the largest producer of oil right now, thanks to President Trump, but yet we still pull in how much oil. We're not using our own oil. We're selling it to other countries, and then we're buying other countries' oil. How pathetically stupid is that, right? So now you're going to tell me in this Green New Deal that you want to take a department, make another bureaucratic mess, and say, yep, it's your job to make sure that we get off of fossil fuels and onto green energy that works for the entire country. You are living a fantasy if you believe that that is what's going to happen because literally you're showing exactly what happens when government agencies try and accomplish something so big, right? We've seen it for the last 40-something years that... They can't do it, right? So it, it is just absolutely asinine that they think that they could, you know, do this. Number five, this one gets interesting, right? So now we're talking green energy, but there's also caveats to a lot of this, right? So number five is end unemployment in America once and for all by guaranteeing guaranteeing a job at a living wage for every American willing and able to work. A full employment program will create up to 20 million jobs, both directly and indirectly, by implementing a nationally funded, locally controlled direct employment initiative, replacing unemployment offices with local employment offices. The government will be the employer of last resort. BS. Excuse me. The government will be the employer of last resort, offering jobs meeting community-identified needs in the public and nonprofit sectors to take up any slack in the private for-profit sector uh, employment. These will include jobs in sustainable energy and energy efficiency retrofitting, mass transit, and complete streets that promote safe bike and pedestrian traffic, regional food systems based on sustainable organic agriculture, clean manufacturing, infrastructure, public service education, youth programs, child care, senior care, etc. Communities will use a process of uh, broad stakeholder input and democratic decision-making to fairly design and implement these programs. So literally, this is just, this is asinine. This is employment for all. Right? This is Medicare for all, but yet, hey, you're going to get a job. Do you want a job? Because you can have a job. It's just going to be given to you by the government. This is like the giver type stuff. You ever read that book? I, like, literally, my wife always bashes me for never reading, but it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, true. I, like, barely ever read except for stuff that I want to read. And I read this book, The Giver, in, uh, I would say, middle school. And uh, literally, if you've never read it, it's where this one guy, when you're born, he decides you're going to do this. You have no say in it. You're going to do this. So you're going to be a farmer or you're going to be a dentist or you're going to be a whatever. So literally now that's what we're giving the freedom of choice as an individual to decide what we enjoy in life and do to the government. The government's going to say, yep, um... Sorry you can't find a job, but you're willing to work, and uh, so what do you like to do? Oh, man, I, I, I really love medicine. I'm certified to be a paramedic, and um, I'd really like to, you know, continue to help people. I just, I, you know, EMS has fallen on hard times, and it's really tough to get a paramedic job. And they're going to go, great, cool. Um, Well, you can be a dishwasher for the local Applebee's. But I'd really like, nope, nope, shut up. We're going to give you a job, and it's going to be a livable wage. So no complaints. There you go. I mean, really, how far do we have to go as a society to start believing that these things are ridiculous, right? Just asininely ridiculous. There is no such thing in a cap. They want capitalism dead, and this is how to do it. You put everybody on a government program, and if you literally say employment is now a government program and a governmental right, Without amending the Constitution, now you've just made another government program. You can't get a job without government. You can't get a school loan without government. You can't get this without government. You can't feed yourselves without a government farm. This is literally Russia, people. This is communist USSR. This is communist 
China. This is where we're going if these types of plans continue to fruition. Like, and I'm not trying to be fearful, but I just want everyone to understand the that these guys are no longer hiding. We cannot call them Democrats. We cannot call them liberals. We cannot call them Democrat socialists. We can only call them by what they truthfully are, and that is social communists. Period. End of story. That's what they are. So here's what I want to break down. In the Pollution Solutions episode, I gave a fantastic uh, look at what a lithium mine looked like. And if you are watching uh, the YouTube channel, you will see the lithium mine pop, pop back up on the screen. So you could actually see the, the environmental impact of what a, um, a lithium mine actually does. So the for all the people listening on the podcast, the, a lithium mine is a strip, is a strip mine. Right. They start digging a hole. They find lithium. They start digging a hole for the ore so they can mine it and eventually process it. And literally you have these miles of miles and miles of just holes in the ground, uh, depending on where the deposits are. And most of them are, you know, in poor nations like Africa and, you know, that are enriched by these minerals and ores and taken advantage of by big booming companies that want to create lithium. Right. So. They literally this new deal, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has come out and said that I want um, no one to have fossil fuel cars, no one to have car, uh, uh, combustible engines. Everyone's going to be on uh, public transportation that is electric. You either own an electric car, an electric bike, you walk, you swim, you drive a camel. I don't know what it is. Apparently you can't have a cow because the cow farts and the, and the methane and ozone. Cause you know, we don't all fart. Right. So, um, they want to literally get rid of the combustible engine and, and move to high speed rail and such like that. Think about all of the roads in the world or just in this country. Think about all the roads just in this country. And then you're going to tell me that you're going to put a high speed rail in that goes everywhere that roads do, or at least to all of the major hubs that now we're going to have to take a high speed rail there and then we're going to have to rent a probably government-funded electric car from Tesla and then drive somewhere, right? They don't want gas stations. They want, you know, recharging stations. All of that runs on lithium. So for one, you know, say Prius with a couple batteries in it, you're going to cause more harm to the... To the world and the environment and the earth by strip strip mining for the lithium than you actually are by driving your car. Good job, right? So there, there's number one, right? No matter what, getting us off of fossil fuels and putting us onto green energy is more detrimental for the for the environment than they want to admit. Right. So here's here's a fun little fact. I Googled this earlier. Uh, the United States alone, the United States alone uses ninety seven point five quadrillion BTUs of energy per year. Right. That's not electrical energy. That is overall energy in, you know, gas for your cars, gas for your heat, you know, whatever. It's combined energy. So on a daily basis, the United States uses about 10,000 gigawatts of power, electrical power. We're now we're not talking about fossil fuel power. We are only literally talking about the electric that comes into your home is combined with everybody else. And the estimate is about 10,000 gigawatts per day is used by the United States. Well, here's another fun little fact, right? So they want to put up solar panels, right? Solar farms. That's a green that's green energy, right? So to produce one gigawatt of energy via a solar farm, you need 2.8 acres to produce that one gigawatt. So 
the largest farm in the United States. And again, I went over all of these numbers in Pollution Solutions. Be sure to find that link in the in the description of whatever you're listening to or watching and watch that one too if you're interested in this topic. So one gigawatt of energy in the United States via a solar farm is produced by a solar farm that at least encompasses 2.8 acres. So now you're going to tell me that the the largest solar farm in the United States is based out of California. It creates about 100 or 850 gigawatts over a, a span utilizing 23 or 2380 acres of land to produce that 850 gigawatts. So, if we want to get to our 10,000 gigawatts we multiply that up, do a little simple arithmetic here. I pulled out my slide rule for this. You need at least to produce to produce enough energy to cover the United States for one day. You need 28,560 acres of a solar farm to cover the house, cover the United States electrical use for one day. I didn't even do so say we wanted to create one that was enough for the United States, one farm for the United States for the year, right? So now we're going to times that by 365. That would be 10,424,400 acres. 10 million acres! Just for a solar farm, one solar farm, if we can, if we said everything's going to come from one solar farm, it would need 10.4 million acres of land to produce the energy that we need for one year. Estimated, right? Now, put this in perspective. Everyone's like, oh, 28,000 28, acres ain't, ain't that much. That's like one mountain, right? Wrong-o. 25,000 acres is the size of Disney World in Florida. If you've ever been there, it's gargantuan. 28,000 acres is 3,000 acres bigger than that. Oh, you know, Mr. Turek, oh, you know, they, they want to use wind too. Wind, wind ain't that bad. To produce the same gigawatt of energy, a wind solar farm uses anywhere from 85 to 5,000 acres. So now you're even making it worse. So I don't even understand why, you know, why we can't as right-leaning conservative people say, okay, let's have a, let's have a conversation, Miss AOC. You're so protecting of the land and you know, you know, you want to have, you know, sustainable farming and sustainable land and animals and everybody has a feeling and all this good stuff, but, but yet you want to make 10 million acres of the United States go away. Why? Just to produce your energy. And that's not even the, the impact on a daily life that you get off of fossil fuels. Think about that. It ain't driving your cars. It's not heating your house that we use fossil fuels so much. It's industry. Plastics. Plastics is oil. So now think about that. Just the impact on life itself. If you get rid of fossil fuels 100%. Right? We are no longer allowed to import fossil fuels. No company is allowed to turn them into plastic and refine them. Nothing. That's apparently her new deal. Now, I might have it wrong, but the way I look at it, I, I see it as nobody is allowed fossil fuels. So... You can't have them. Cool. So now, everything plastic, all of our storage containers, all of our food that's stored in plastic, our cars are made out of plastic, um, our phones, our computers, our computer chips, our sound boards, our wiring boards, everything in this world is made out of plastic. Think about medical supplies, intubation tubes, um, IV catheters, plastic bags for medications, um, safety needles, all the stuff that we use medically, gone. P 
pacemakers, prosthetics. They're all plastics. Nobody could get a new hip anymore unless we made it out of steel. So now you're literally telling people, meh, yeah, we don't care if you die. Because we can't, we can't make plastic anymore, sorry. So how are we, what, what, what are we going to make? A hemp intubation tube? That'd be cool, but it'd be impractical, right? So now we're thinking not just about, you know, effects of, oh yeah, I, I won't be able to go to the gas station anymore. But now I won't be able to do anything anymore, right? I won't be able to buy general products. I won't be able to buy light products. I won't be able, like, I will not be able to buy anything, right? Because 99% of what we use is plastic in some form or fashion, or at least has a plastic component to it. So the left and the Democrats always want to say, oh, well, you know, the GOP, they're sending us back into the dark ages. You know, they want to do this and it's going to send the granny over the cliff and we're going to go back to 1950. And you're telling me that getting rid of plastics wouldn't do the same thing? You're literally staring me in the face and saying that we're going to not be in 1920s without plastic? Please. You're dreaming. You're you're literally in a dream world, right? The last provision of this new deal that I wanted to talk about was um, the houses. So in this, she actually, uh, Congresswoman Cortez actually said that every house, every structure, every structure, whether it's residential, commercial, whatever, would have to be retrofitted, torn down, or rebuilt and brought up to a brand new code of standard that is all about green energy. Who in the Sam hell's going to pay for that? Literally, you're going to come in and be like, yep, Mr. Turk, your house sucks. Sorry, it was built in 1980 when the communists, you know, ruled the world and didn't care. So here's your two options. Sell and move or tear it down and rebuild it. I guess there's retrofitted too, but I mean, tear down and rebuild might be bigger. Oh, yeah. Okay, so who's going to pay for that? Well, it was, it was your your fault that you bought this house, so you get to. And then we're going to tax you on it. Somehow, I don't know. That's not true. But I mean, really, this is this is the kind of things that they think about. So I, I really wanted to talk about this, guys, today because, you know, this whole global warming thing is such a sham. You know, polar ice is not melting. There's still net gains every single year. Literally, I can read you the last study. NASA published a study. Uh, it is a it is an older study, but NASA doesn't publish a lot of studies, um, you know, each and every year. But um. NASA published an article December 30th of 2015, and according to brand new, uh, at that point, satellite research data, uh, the Antarctic ice sheet uh, had a net gain of 112 billion tons of ice a year from 1992 to 2001. That gain did slow, but still produced a net gain of 82 billion uh, tons between 2001 and 2008. So you're you're telling me through all those that was the global warming years, right? You can't even tell me that. Oh well, it's it's different now. No, no, no. Those were the 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 gore, you know, sad Sarah McLachlan music with a polar bear and a penguin sitting on you know a half a sheet of ice floating in the water, saying. Their habitats are disappearing and you need to feel bad for the polar bears. They're shrinking and dying because the ice sheets are melting. No, that's bupkis. There's still a net gain of ice. Until there is a net loss, we're not losing anything. We're still gaining ice each and every year. So global warming is a sham. 
Please do not let yourself fall into the category of believing that global warming is going to kill us in the next 10 years or 12 years like Cortez says, or even those damn climate scientists that sit there and go, well, in the next 50 years, the you know global temperatures are going to rise 0.5 degrees Celsius. Okay, cool. I'll take off my hat. Thank you for that. I'm glad that you can predict the weather for next Tuesday, let alone 50 years from now. I'm sorry. It's such a crock of crap. Guys, I really hope you don't fall into it. And I hope this kind of gives you some ammunition to think about if you ever get to be talking with somebody that's like, yeah, you know, this Green New Deal, it's amazing. We need it. We need green energy everywhere. And then you bring up the fact of, okay, cool. You're going to kill the planet in the process. And, you know, the other thing is no nuclear, no nukes. It's kind of funny. If you really want to break it down, nuclear energy is the most natural of all. Like, we're taking atoms that make up everything in the world. From everything to everything. And we're making energy out of them moving. How is that not natural and renewable and green? Oh, yeah, because it's scary and dangerous and there's smokestacks that put out steam. Oh, my God. My lungs put out steam in the wintertime. I wonder if I'm not natural because of that. I don't know. But, guys, I I hope you enjoyed today's program, and I hope you at least learned something. Like I said, I hope it's at least a, a visualization of what they're trying to do with this. It is not for global warming. It is not for climate change. It is only an advancement of the socialist communist agenda. Um, like I said, all you need to know is the Green Party is the sponsor of this. They have it literally posted on their website. Everything I was reading to you today is from the Green Party of the USA dot uh, org website. And um, and yeah, I mean, they are literally communist manifesto type people. So, uh, guys, like I said in the beginning of the program, if you are in a position to help us out uh, by donating a small little chump of change uh, each and every month, one dollars to ten dollars, we would really appreciate it. You can go over to our anchor anchor dot FM slash simple answers podcast and hit the support this podcast link right on our homepage. And like I said, you can donate one five or ten dollars per month to help us out or just listening to the podcast on anchor also helps us out. Uh, we do get a, a small bit of money each and every time that you listen to the podcast on anchor. So that would be appreciated too. Or just go out and support us on any one of the, uh, the apps that you personally use. Like, you know, we're on uh, breaker and SoundCloud and a bunch of others. You can all find the list on the anchor homepage and in the description of, uh, this video on YouTube, YouTube slash simple, uh, sorry, excuse me, YouTube slash, uh, 1787 media network. And, um, and then, of course, follow us on the Facebook page. Facebook's trying to shut us down already. We're only at, like, 550 followers or, you know, something like that. But they're trying to shut shut down the voices already. But it is uh, Facebook.com slash 1787MediaNetwork. And we are active on Twitter at 1787MediaNet. So till next time, guys, I am Mike Turk for the Simple Answers Podcast. Stay strong. <laughs>